What have we here? Hello there. Morning, Senator. Greetings, my We are the ones who guard the power. We are the middle. The beginning. <laughs> Hey, what's happening, boys and girls of the internet world? My name is Christopher Marinan, and you are listening to the Star Wars Friends Show on the No One Is Listening Podcast Network. And joining me are my very special Star Wars friends. I'm Josh, and I don't believe everything I read on Reddit. Well, I was going to kind of go along with that. This is Kyle, and I want to remind everybody that the ability to speak does not make you intelligent. Wow. Nice. Look at this. <laughs> Shots fired immediately. And this is this is this is like a, a goodwill show, fellas. Oh, it's like, just quoting Qui-Gon, you know. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so this is I uh, speak. This is a very uh this is a very unique show today. This is kind of we've only done one of these shows previously and uh we're very excited to do another one of this format. And this is the original format for the Star Wars Friends show. If you guys are new New listeners to the Star Wars Friends Show, thank you. Uh, if you're a longtime listener, this is episode 12. Thanks for joining us all the way through episode 12. Uh, but this is another interview show, and this was the whole premise for Star Wars Friends, and we originally conceived what this show would be. So these are definitely fun opportunities for us to learn about Star Wars fans in the community, people that have a, a passionate voice about Star Wars, whether it is in the movies, in the comics, in, you know, whatever your pride, your passion is, we want to hear um, what makes Star Wars unique to you. Uh, if you are brand new, you don't know how to get a hold of us, if you're listening to this show and you want to comment, you want to throw down questions or anything like that, you can hit us up on social at Show on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. You can email us, show at StarWarsFriends.com. We want to hear from you and definitely if there are some thoughts on this show you want to chime in, please hit us up on those channels. And speaking of social media, this uh, our guest today is someone I had met through social media, um, is a mutual friend of Paul Bateman. That's how I discovered this person, our guest of honor today. And anyone that's a friend of Paul Bateman is a friend of mine, no question. So uh, this is a person that I have come to follow on Twitter and is just a fantastic Absolutely fantastic Star Wars Twitter follow, um, especially when it comes to the Star Wars community. Um, and our guest today is none other than actor Maggie Lovett. What's up, Maggie? Hey, thank you guys so much for having me. Yeah, we, we've been trying to do this for a minute. And, you know, part of part of why I've wanted you on this show for a while is because you you have a voice in Star Wars fandom that is totally different from mine. Right. And it's all about different perspectives. And there's some things that we agree upon, obviously, the EU and things like that. Mm -hmm. But definitely when it comes to the sequel trilogy, I mean, we couldn't be more polar opposite. And that's why we have Kyle on today, because Kyle's more on your spectrum as far as like The Last Jedi. You know, smarter people, that kind of thing. (laughs) Kyle. (laughs) 
and uh, and Josh and I kind of we hold down the other side, right? So it's important. And I kind of talked about this pre-show. And for any listeners, it's important that you have conversation about all the different you know ideas in in fandom and all the different likes or dislikes. You have to be able to to have conversation about it. Don't yell, don't scream, don't, you know, don't flex some weird YouTube video out there that just doesn't make any sense. So that's why we wanted to bring you on today. We wanted to kind of learn what Star Wars means to you, where you, where, you know, where you got into it, your origin stories. That's very important to us because although, you know, Star Wars means something different to all of us, there always seems to be a center for every single fan. And that's why Star Wars Celebration and Galaxy's Edge and places where fans can come together, um, we all have some type of center. So I'm fascinated to see if we can find that out today. So with that, uh, through a lot of preface out there, um, we want to know your origin story. How did you get into Star Wars? Did you, you know, I don't even want to, I don't want to guide this. I want to just learn how you got into it and, and how it evolved over the years. So um, my parents both like Star Wars. Um, when Phantom Menace came out, I was uh, six years old, and my dad took me to see it, and I had no concept of Star Wars, um, but I liked Star Trek, so I was like, oh, it's kind of the same, you know, yeah. six-year-old logic. <laughs> had Star in it. Yeah, right. Um, you know, I sat down in the theater and just fell in love with what, I, with what I was watching. I mean, it was fun because, like, Anakin was my age. He was, yeah. like, you know, a kid, so I kind yeah. of felt that connection. Um I'm still to this day traumatized by Qui-Gon Jinn's death. Oh, like, okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh my gosh, I still cry thinking about it. <laughs> but yeah, I'm a prequel trilogy kid. Um, after I saw Phantom Menace, I came home. We got the original series on DVD uh, for me to watch. Um, actually, at that point, I think it was VHS. Um, yeah, yeah. And I just like consumed everything I could get from Star Wars. Um, I mean, you know, that was a similar era of like Lord of the Rings, yeah. Um, so there was a lot of really good fantasy material out there. And um, I've always been really drawn to fantasy. Um, my first convention I ever went to, I was four years old. It was a Star Trek convention that I asked <laughs> nice. to go to. Uh, wow. So sci-fi is definitely like my thing. Um, and so it was the prequel trilogy. I was there for Attack of Clones, for Revenge yeah. of the Sith. Um, I had all of the books. Um, I started collecting the extended universe novels um, at a used bookstore near where we live. Um I have way too many lightsabers from when I was a child. I have like Obi-Wans oh, awesome. and Anakin's and Darth Vader's. And yeah, I mean, it was just, I think it was a source of creativity. Um, I have, I'm an only child. So like, and I was homeschooled. So a lot of my formative years were at home yeah. um, living in that kind of fantasy world that I created for myself. Um, I was like building X-wing models in my garage out of, tomato cages and you know used lumber and pipes so awesome. and stuff and like trying to replicate something i saw on screen um and i still feel that way i mean star wars to this day still is like a source of creativity and inspiration so it's kind of what it means to me see that's that's beautiful and, and we've definitely we all have we're not prequel we're not the prequel generation so this is a good perspective because mm-hmm. um we Josh and I we've talked on previous shows we're from the novel generation so mm-hmm. we we grew up right before you know the prequels came out we all saw the prequels in the theater but that's fascinating that you that you definitely kind of aligned with Anakin. You almost felt like, oh, I could be Anakin. That's yeah. that is such a cool take because you hear that from the the older generation that was like, oh, I could be Luke, and I can, you know, they definitely uh, they definitely associated with that. So being a prequel um, fan and growing up in that generation, how do you look at the original trilogy compared to the prequel trilogy? 
Um, I mean, I love it. It was a really good because, I mean, obviously I started at Phantom Menace and we had like, what, a year and a half, two years before Attack of the Clones. So yeah. that helped give me that backstory or technically it's like where it was going. Yeah. You know, it, it, but it was enough to like fill in the gaps of that that lore that was starting. Um, and I love the original trilogy. I mean, regardless of how I feel about the rise of Skywalker. I still sure. love like all three trilogies yeah. because it's part of star Wars and that's really all that matters. I mean, eventually, eventually I'll get over my issues. Um, <laughs> it'll, it'll exist kind of yeah. like how I feel about the prequel trilogy now that I've watched it as an adult. And I'm like, it was obviously for kids. I mean, yeah. that's why I loved it as a child and now watching it. I'm like, yeah, it's okay. Um, but it's still, it's nostalgia. And that's really what star Wars is at the end of the day is there's like three generations of people and those in between generations that can lean on that nostalgia. And that's part yeah. of the hu- human condition. Um, so did you consume the original trilogy after you saw the Phantom Menace sometime between mm. that? Yes. Okay. That's like basically the next week. I mean, Oh yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, I yeah, of this. course. Of course. <laughs> Um, and then did did you watch um, the Clone Wars animated series and Rebels in real time as they were on TV too? Um, hit or miss. Um, I yeah. watched like the first two seasons of Clone Wars and then I started doing stuff like the day that it came on. So it was before the mm-hmm. era of recording television. Sure. Um, so I caught up with that, I think about five years ago on Netflix and I finished Clone Wars and I've since rewatched a couple times. Yeah. Same with Rebels and now with Resistance. Yeah, I, I was the same. Me. I sort of watched Clone Wars um, a little later too when I binged it when I, it was more available to stream and stuff. Mm-hmm. I didn't like the animation style, so I didn't watch it right away, and I, I ended up watching it later. But I was I was going to say it seems wild to me to watch to see little boy Anakin and then to immediately go into Darth Vader like th- with no like buffer. <laughs> It was very strange <laughs> as a child, especially when he took his helmet off. And I was like, that's not the uh, child. Right. Yeah, old and right. crusty. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I got to ask, you started off as a Star Trek fan and yes. morphed into a Star Wars fan. So now, years later, uh, we are now, what, three decades removed technically from Phantom Menace. Three decades later, are you still a Star Trek fan? What is the superior franchise in your opinion, Star um, Trek or Star Wars? So – I don't like to compare the two because they're very different and their universes are very different. (laughs) And I have been slighted by JJ in two different fandoms, but you know, that's fine. Brutal. (laughs) That's fine. Um, But I mean, both are great. I mean, they're both full of different kinds of lore and different kinds of, um, pick a side. We're at war. (sighs) Stargate. I'll pick Stargate. Wow. Yes. The redheaded stepchild. (laughs) Well, I know people that'll say Firefly just to just to kind of bridge oh, the shit. gap between I might. the two. Okay, I love Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so this is so this is cool. So you, um, when you were discovering Star Wars and you kind of got into the VHS and you're you're rewatching the the films, you're supplementing all of this giant universe through the novels. And we've talked about how I would go, like, we'd go to book fairs in school. We used to have, like, the Scholastic book fairs, and I would get all my Star Wars novels from that. Um, what were what were some of your earliest novels that you remember? Did you dive in hardcore on some of the, you know, the bigger novels, like the Han Solo trilogy? Or did you get more of those kids' early reader books? Oh, I did the Han Solo trilogy. Nice. So nice. I, I have a fairly high, like, reading 
level as a kid. Um, so like I read all of the Lord of the Rings books when I was six, like, yeah. So I went hardcore for like the big trilogy so I could buy all of the books and I could binge through them in a couple weeks. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the Han Solo trilogy is the one that stands out because that was like one of my favorites. Same. Yeah. <laughs> so what is uh what is your definitive like your definitive go to EU novel? Do you, is there one that besides the Han Solo trilogy or maybe it is the Han Solo trilogy that you just cherish your memory of it? Because for me, it's also the Shadows of the Empire novel. That's one for me that I can just reread again and again and again. Is there a book like that that you have or a story that you have? Let me pull up my notes because I was trying to compile all of my favorite EU books before this interview, and I should have pulled them out of my dormer. No, there is uh, there is quite a few, so don't worry about. I know. Heir oh. to the Empire always stands <laughs> out to me. I really liked that. That is a good one. Yeah. That was one of the ones on my list. I love the solo kids and like that entire okay. like I love them. Jason and Jaina were like yeah. some of my favorites. There's some really cringy photos of me when I was a child trying to be Jaina. So. <laughs> That's still and, pretty badass. Yeah, uh, so yeah. don't don't discount yourself yeah, on that. Yeah. So you're talking like um, Karen Travis novels, like The Revelation. Um, yeah, yes. That's one that stands out to me. Yeah, you know, I reread those books um, late last year to try to see if I can find parallels between where J.J. was going to go with The Rise of Skywalker. And I did find some interesting parallels. Um, uh, I have to go back through my my brain, my memory banks, and like, oh yeah, like that was that. But have you noticed any parallels or anything that stuck out to you from those? Since being you're such a fan, and yeah. obviously they went such a different route, but can you see any parallels now? There's definitely some parallels between Ben and Anakin Solo, um, and like obviously his sacrifice for his siblings, and yeah. like there's a lot there. Um, I don't see as much like like direct correlations. I mean, initially with The Force Awakens, I had been like, ooh, they're going to go this route, they're going to go yeah. this route. And none of those came to fruition. So I think they leaned on them but didn't borrow heavily from them. So this is a, this is a hot take question because um, Twitter – Yeah, well, you know, do you think Han Solo was a better father in the EU or in the sequel trilogy Disney-era canon? Um Definitely in the extended universe. <laughs> yeah, right, Definitely. dude. Why? Me, me, and a lot of my other friends, uh, we we have had these conversations about like why does Disney? And you guys may have your own opinions. We haven't really talked about this on the show. Why do they trash Han so hardcore in all these <laughs> novels and comics? And they even a, like he's a deadbeat dad. <laughs> it's so bad. They For even real. had like a couple lines in the Resistance Reborn book. I was like, why do they hate Han so on much? On Earth, you would have to pay child support. <laughs> Did you Hardcore. see? Did you see the uh, interview this week from Chris that he was talking about? Chris Terrio yeah. was talking about how Han was like, "Oh, raise my new child," and I was like, yeah, "You don't just dude. replace your kid." No, when, you were when the other around. one's still out there kicking around. <laughs> well, he tried. He tried. Yeah, he tried. He yeah. tried. So that's yeah, that's a hot take. We just a lot of us we can't understand what is what is Disney's story group's problem with Han Solo. To be fair, Disney has a problem with parents in general. Yeah, you're right. You're, that's very Just ask fair. Bambi. It's very fair. I think they're mad about how much money they had to play Harrison Ford to be in these two movies. <laughs> that's probably right. what it really is. Uh, probably. Yeah, you know the, what's Three. crazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So here's you know the Harrison Ford thing. I predicted he was going to be in the movie. He, just don't forget, he did sign a three film deal. 
So, you know, that, that money was there regardless whether they're going to have him in there or not. All right. So you talked about the creative side of Star Wars fan. It brings out your creative side. Um, you know, you as an actor, you're, you're also a writer. You, do you see that influencing anything that you do as an actor or as a writer? Have you, have you really, have you dove into the fantasy realm as a writer? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like undoubtedly everything I write is like science fiction or fantasy based. Um, and I really think a lot of that comes from what I was reading as a kid, yeah. um, and how that formed me. But yeah, no science fiction is like my go-to. Good, good. So yeah. what type of, this is another thing we've, we've had conversations on this show about what type of fan do you consider yourself as like, cause there are fans that have certain buckets. There's collectors, there's, you know, there's people that just read the novels. There's just film fans. Obviously you're a hardcore fan. Otherwise you wouldn't be on like a hardcore star Wars podcast, but like what, how do you consider your fan? If you were to describe yourself as a fan to someone, what do you think that would be? Oh God. I was trying to, cause you sent me like the, like what this question is going to be. And I yeah. have really struggled on what kind of fan I am. Um, I think I'm you can just be more a- than one. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm just a Star Wars fan. Like, like I love the the content. I love the books. I love the, the comics. I love the movies, the TV shows. I mean, I love all of it. Yeah. So it's just that universe. Like, I just want to be part of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and so, I don't know. I try not to be an asshole, um, That's good. as That's some a- fans are. So, like, I'm <laughs> right, not an yeah. asshole fan. Good um, yeah. Um, I don't know. Um, that's a great question. I guess because I like collecting stuff. I like collecting yeah. the books. I like going to Disney World now that we have Batu, yeah, which is like a childhood yeah. fantasy in and of itself. I spent four days there and would happily so live there. Yes. You um, said you have some lightsabers. You obviously have a lot of books. What uh, what else is in your Star Wars collection? Um, a lot of Phantom Menace posters. There was like Good. four ones that came out, and I think I have all four Um I have all of the like easy piano books from all three films. Nice. Um, I have a bunch of the little action figures from like KB Toys. Mm. Oh, um, okay. Fancy yeah. Menace. Going um, back, throwback. They're tiny. They were like three yeah. inch toys. Um, so yeah. And the Pepsi cans. No. The Phantom S Pepsi cans. <laughs> well, the, you, no. Wait, what about the cup toppers? Oh yeah. Have you ever I seen used, those? I used to have some of the creepy Jar Jar stuff, but I think I got rid of them oh. at one point in my life. We we had a conversation about some creepy uh, C3PO stuff on the last uh, episode. Have you guys seen? And I'm going to go down this vein again. So NSFW alert. Um, Google search this Jar Jar Binks sucker, and you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, Maggie no, knows what I'm talking I'm about. I'm scared to even <laughs> find what kind of list I'm going to be on typing it in the first. <laughs> right. Speaking of weird Star Wars things, the Jar Jar Binks sucker um, or lollipop or whatever term you want to use, just beware. Just much like the the C three PO tape dispenser. Uh, oh, you're it's a get... push pop. That mm. is not what I expected. It, wait, are we? Are you looking at the same one with the? Uh... Is that the tongue? Yeah, yeah. we basically have to make out with Jar Jar Binks. Uh, yeah, it's kind of wild. That? Oh boy. Yeah, that's less. Actually, you know what? I remember seeing this as a kid. <laughs> Same. Yeah. You know, what's funny. They don't have any of these weird things at Celebration because I was looking for them last year and I'm, I'm not going to buy them on, on Evil Bay, but I definitely would love to see one. You in just the want wild. a tops card with the gilded genitals, right? Yes, I do. Yeah. Yes, I do. And I want to get, uh, but I do. <laughs> You know, I, I I couldn't bring myself to asking him to sign it. I just couldn't do it because I have too much respect for him. So, you know, it is what it is. All right. So let's get back on track here. Um, Maggie, what that is track. 
It was a track. It was yeah, but it was a interesting one. Chris took us into the gutter. So, as far as you've consumed all these Star Wars stories over the 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 last however many years, and you are definitely you know you're well versed in the EU. You're well versed in cinematic. Um, what is your favorite Star Wars story arc? Like what what to you is the best Star Wars? Okay, so the the best character arc, and I get so much flack for this every time I bring it up on Twitter. Oh um, I loved Cade Skywalker. I loved the Ooh. Legacy comics. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, like, like bad boy bounty hunter with a lightsaber. Yeah. Skywalker heir. Yeah, no, I love that arc. Um, somewhere in like my collection of stuff, I have the old Star Wars magazines, and okay. I like clipped out the articles about Cade. Because <laughs> um, he was just so fascinating and so different yeah. from what we had seen. And I don't, I love that. People give me flack every time I bring him up. Why do they give you flack for that? Because I, I also know. agree that that is a really cool. Uh, I guess people didn't like the legacy comics. I mean, that seems to be the general. And I'm like, them. those are great. Yeah, I definitely I think that that's, that's a great story arc. Now, one of the questions I had for later on, but I guess we can bring this in now, uh, because that is just such a, a unique character arc story arc where do you think they're gonna take this next trilogy or do you think um what are your thoughts on kevin feige what do you think his role is gonna be do you think that they might integrate something like a kate skywalker going forward even though it's the end of the skywalker saga this is a different skywalker i would love that i mean personally if there was any character somebody posted on twitter the other day like what character would you love to see show up in a new movie and like kate would be awesome because he's a a great like deviation from what we've seen and um i feel like it would play more into disney's marvel stuff yeah as well absolutely. like they could definitely market him as more of like a like i don't know what disney is looking for right now in their stories and i i don't know i feel like something like that and especially with like the success of um mandalorian right. i feel like they're going more towards this like action adventure story rather than a vague coming of age story for someone like ray yeah. Well, that's true. And uh, do you think with that, so you, you hit on a couple bullet points that we've talked about before. What do you think Kevin Feige's role is going to be in Star Wars moving forward? Do you think that Kathleen Kennedy might be on the outs, like especially after the sequel trilogy? Because not a lot of you guys are unhappy for a different reason. The more I think about on the opposite end, I'm still not terribly happy with the sequel trilogy as well. So you have two opposite spectrums here that are like, it could have been better. Where, where do you – and yeah. Kathleen Kennedy was the leader of the vision mm-hmm. that whole yeah. time through. So and like I what, love Kathleen. She's done great work absolutely. on past franchises. Um, so I don't know what broke down. Um, I hope that Kevin brings something more cohesive. Um, it would be really great if they do a trilogy and they actually have the trilogy mapped out so that yeah. all of the marketing, all <laughs> yes, of the content, yes. everything can be cohesive. I mean – Obviously, I have issues with like smaller details of the rise of Skywalker, but mm-hmm. overall, the sequel trilogy is all over the place. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of my chief issue is like as a writer, I know how important it is to have you know your whole map. Right. I mean, obviously, things can shift if like fan response is different. You can shift things around, but overall, you should have three major, you know, part A, point, you know, part B, right. part C, and that wasn't here, and that's. No. Hopefully with Kevin, maybe he'll have some concept of that. I mean, I don't yeah. know. Well, I think he should. I mean, he's laid out a fantastic vision for Marvel exactly. uh, over, what, 20 plus years now. And mm-hmm. I was not a Marvel fan 
before, you know, I, I saw Iron Man, the original in the theater. Um, and then I kind of missed the next five movies. And what got me back into it was Dr. Strange, uh, because Benedict Cumberbatch is like the, an ultimate actor, right? I love him. And it got me back into the Marvel universe. And then I go, wait, who was the architect behind this? Oh, this dude. Okay. I really like him a lot and like what he did because it, I, I look at my nephew who like you, you went to go see the prequels in, in 1999 as a six-year-old. My nephew was a six-year-old seeing Iron Man 2 in the theater. And now he's like Thor's his favorite character and he loves, you know, now he's 15. Um, he doesn't care about Star Wars. So he was the the prequel kid like you were, but now mm-hmm. he's into Marvel. So Kevin Feige did a great job. So anyways, I, I go on that rant often. Yeah, I, I, agree. I agree with you wholeheartedly about the cohesive vision. And I think part of that, too, I think the story group needs to clamp down like they used to back in the day where, you know, everything. Think about how many of those novels. Obviously, they had to retcon things here and there, or like when George would do something in the movies that didn't fit with the books. But for how for like the 300 plus books and how many of how well they fit together with mm-hmm. that many different authors, right. like it can be done, but they need to, they need to operate the way they used to. I don't think, and I don't think the story group has as much control as they used to. No. And the story group, like the ones that are on Twitter, it's been very interesting to post the rise of Skywalker and how a lot of them have said they didn't have any interaction with that story at all, which I feel like might be part of the issue because they were very active with the force awakens and with the last Jedi. And now this one, I don't know what happened. Something happened. <laughs> yeah. So. You, I really agree that Kevin Feige has done a great job of of pulling all these things together. And that is something I would love to see in the Star Wars universe. I think we all really love when those Clone Wars characters cross over to Rebels or we yes. see something in Mandalore. Yes. So we really love when things are able, you know, everybody loves it when a plan comes together, right? And he's really good at that. Uh, the one my one counterpoint to that would be is I think not to be like so artsy fartsy, but like a lot of the heart of those Marvel stories is kind of taken out. It's really kind of flashy and, mm, and action. I agree. Fa- you know, fast and the furious version of it, which is fine. And it's appealing to a lot of people, but I hope star Wars doesn't lose that heart because at its center, I think that's, what's great about star Wars more than, flashy space battles for me. So that was, that was going to be for, for, for you, Maggie and for you, Kyle, that's a, I like how you went there because that was my fear is that they live there. (laughs) (laughs) You guys love the last Jedi so much. And as I've noted many times to me that that wasn't star Wars, obviously it's star Wars to you. Um, it was just way too intense for a star Wars. So it wasn't necessarily a popcorn flick. It just definitely broke down so many, um, norms. It, it definitely opened up so many different, different pathways that for chapter eight was like, Oh my God, what are they doing? If they do that early on, I'd, I would be f- totally fine with it, I think. But do you would you prefer to have that flashy Cade Skywalker, you know, Chris Hemsworth, whatever, like type of action blockbuster? Or do you want to start off with more of a Ryan Johnson esque, you know, let's break down all norms. Let's start a new path. All those type of things. What would you prefer if, if Star Wars were to continue uh, cinematically? So I'm really excited about Ryan Johnson's trilogy. Like that's the one thing as far as cinematic universe that I'm like holding out for. Um, Cause he has a great vision and I do like the deconstructed nature of his films. Um, 
I likened uh, The Last Jedi to a lot of, because everybody hates Canto Bite. Like, I don't know why I love that. There's a lot of overture to that and like nuance that I think is really cool. Um, and I've heard some really good like opinions from people on that. And um, yeah. a lot of that reminds me of George Lucas's, like all of his galactic Senate scenes and like yes. giving you that context mm-hmm. and the underbelly um, of society in Star Wars. So like, I would love to see something like that focusing more on the, I mean, both sides of the war have committed horrible atrocities, um, especially knowing that the stormtroopers are, you know, kids that have been kidnapped and brainwashed. The yeah. idea of killing them is horrifying to me um, because they're just like innocent bystanders that have been corrupted. So there's like a lot of that human interest that you could do with Star Wars. Um, no, I agree. I, the, me as a as someone who doesn't necessarily like the Last Jedi, the the reason why Canto Bite didn't work for me personally, I just don't think it was well executed on on screen. Do I think the message is fine? Absolutely. There's no. I had no qualms about the message behind Canto Bite. I just think that the sequencing, the way it was filmed, jo- uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt's character was like the biggest red flag for me. I can't deal with the foghorn leghorn in star Wars. I just can't do it. Um, it, it was just, it was an immediate turnoff. I didn't like anything about, he has Light. six and seconds of dialogue. That is such a nit to pick, it, but it is such a brutal, brutal part of that scene. Uh, but here's the thing. So the other, I think to be fair, to be fair about this, I thought JJ absolutely dropped the ball in Force Awakens with Hosni and Prime. If we want to talk about exposition as far as like the New Republic and everything else, we lost out on all of that. And they just they just basically blew up a planet that <laughs> no one knew about and didn't have any connection to. So if I want to pick some nits, it's going to be about the fact that like this New Republic, which we grew up in the expanded universe, was not shown at all or given any respect. You get almost – more dialogue about the new Republic in the Mandalorian live action TV show mm-hmm. than you do about any, in any of the sequel trilogy. So I'm just jumping off my soapbox. Oh, so. I agree. I agree. JJ yeah. blew up a planet in Alderaan places. <laughs> uh, I think we Title can we just let Dave take the reins because I feel like he has a respect for the lore that no one else has. When is this man going to sleep, Josh? Right. He has to live his life. He's a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, so he's he likes Woo! his football. But now that well, Pittsburgh's out of the picture, so yeah, now he can go do this whole yeah, fabled rebels. Yeah, this is a whole different episode. So we're here to talk to Maggie. Uh, actually, the, well, let's ask this question: the new rumor this week. Oh boy, oh, the uh, you know with sources uh, another podcast. It would be like us saying, "Oh yeah, George Lucas is coming back to do the season three of The Mandalorian." Yeah, <laughs> and we're just gonna put it online. No, do you think that rebels? Do you think that we're going to get this fabled Rebels like 20 – they're saying 2020 release, which – People said maybe I, this year. Yeah. I'm like, dude, do you know how long animation takes? Have you w- watched any behind-the-scenes footage of Rebels or Clone Wars? Do you think – okay, let me get back down. Do you think – I'm getting a little <laughs> heated. Do you think that Rebels is coming back at any point in time? If you do, do you think that it's going to be a movie, a series, or is it going to be just I, maybe something totally different? So obviously they want like content for Disney plus that's new and innovative. And I don't see it happening this year, probably not even next year, but I do see them maybe revisiting rebels as like a special, like maybe an hour long special, something on Disney plus. So they have content, but no, not this year. They have enough going on this year. So much. I mean, clone wars comes out next month. So 
Yeah, February 17th. You know what's crazy? Um, someone did the math on how the episodes, if they release them in weekly uh, weekly succession like they're doing uh, Mandalorian, the final episode will be released on May the 4th. Just I did read that they are releasing them weekly. I don't know. Oh, beautiful. It, it was Excellent. on Instagram, so I don't know if it's 100% verifiable, but I read that they were doing it weekly. What's well, on Instagram? It on Reddit? Yeah, yeah, we got to go on Reddit, dude. We got to go in the deep, dark Kessel Mines of Reddit. Oh, my God. I, I, it would make sense to me, though. Yeah. That's so, what I would expect. Yeah, I think we've talked about the movie. We think it's going to be a Rebels movie. I would hope that Justin and I at least are aligned on that. We think it'll be like a Clone War style movie. Can you imagine them putting that into a theater, like limited release? Oh, be awesome. Yes. Like my childhood all over again. Yes. I think it comes after Kenobi. Yeah. So that I, way they're I, not crossing the streams too much with all their different Star Wars releases. If it comes out in between uh, Kenobi and um, Cassian Andor series, then they have something. Agreed. Agreed. How are your? So you are also another thing about you. If anyone follows you on Twitter, go ahead and give your Twitter handle out so everyone knows where to follow you at. It is Maggie of the Town. <laughs> there you go. You are definitely. Um, you do not hide from your love of Rogue One, and this is like your. This is like your favorite Star Wars movie. Am I incorrect for saying that? It is 100% my number one. So how excited are you for the Cassian Andor series? Uh, the Cassian Andor series um, announcement was why I bought Disney+. Plus. Um, <laughs> wow. I mean, obviously Mandalorian, but Cassian yeah. Andor was like my number one. Um, I love that entire movie. I mean, there's no part of it that I dislike. Um, it's definitely like my comfort film. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm really hyped for that one. I keep getting scared every time they've pushed back the uh, the date for Cassian Andor, and it seems very like up in the air. But I'm holding out hope. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen with that? Because we definitely have speculated that. Um, I don't know what they're going to call it, but I know it's going to revolve around Fulcrum. You know that whole like secret agent type side of Star Wars. Who do you think we're going to see any interesting characters in that? Any characters from the animated series that might pop up because of the era that the show should be filmed in? Yeah, that's what I'm hoping for, because um, I think that's a great um, kind of time period to look at. Um, and like one of the reasons Cassian even like resonated with me was his whole line when he's like, I've been in this since I was six. Yeah. Um, and that's when I started watching Star Wars. So oh, nice. um, it, that's yeah. like I joke it's about just that. for you. It's just for me. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I, I'm. I think I think uh, well, Alan Tudyk's back, right? He he said he's coming back in it. Was there any? You've probably followed this closer than I have. Is there any other announcements they've made about that series that you're excited um, about? The or? only announcements they've made is they have uh, casting for a nine and like fourteen year old Cassian. Oh. Um, so definitely going back into his childhood, which I'm excited. Um, and kind of that whole idea of growing up in a, a world that's kind of falling apart around you is kind of fun. Yeah, and unfortunately timely. Yeah, well, um, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> so, are are there any um, casting and or backstories that we should check out? Anything in comics or novels that we should read to get a better idea of who he is? Not that I can think of off yeah. the top of my head. Yeah. Just they one, one shot. One. Yeah, there's yeah, a one shot. shot. Yeah. Yeah, that's about it. Hmm. Um, but yeah. Just watch Rogue One a hundred times. I would love to see Cassian <laughs> interact with um, Callus. I think that would be a really interesting. Oh, like, uh, yes. Uh, yes. Kind of fulcrum conversation. I mean, it needs to happen, right? I mean, you know, if maybe. We could. I mean, yeah. there's no reason it wouldn't. No, I mean, it's the right period. It's the right uh, right double agent. So, yeah, that's uh, that would be cool. So I'm excited for you. I'm also excited as a fan uh, that we're going to get this. Um, 
this whole rebels nonsense. I just need a, I need a confirmation on it. Well, I, I mean, people are saying it's going to be that Ahsoka and Sabine looking for Ezra show, which I think is inevitable. I think it will yes. definitely oh, happen yeah, someday. You won't set that up and then just leave it. But I would be so surprised if it happened this year. It seems knowing, so fast. Knowing some things about behind the scenes as far as like Star Wars fan shows and things like that, <laughs> that um, they – there are certain fan shows that come out and try to predict things uh, that are just ba- like you just said. They set it up perfectly, so we all kind of feel it's inevitable. Uh, they just always want to be the first, and they always want to be the one that has the source and the scoop, and like they want it. No, dude, just wait for the actual company to confirm it. Wait for you and McGregor to walk out on stage <laughs> and you know say I'm back or whatever he said. You know, watch the like- three seasons of Newsroom on HBO, and you know <laughs> any news that's yeah, not right. verified by two sources is not. Well, be reported guys Let's so crazy serious yeah i mean you guys don't even want to know some of the shit that i've heard over the years and it's just like i'm never gonna say it because it nothing's confirmed it's crazy so all right let's get back on track again all right you have mentioned pre-show that you've been to galaxy's edge Yes. And you, you're definitely the first person that has been on this show that has been there i'm, I'm going in 50 days what was your experience like at galaxy's edge it was unbelievable. Um, ever since I was a kid, like the idea of going somewhere that was Star Wars um, kind of seemed like a pipe dream. Obviously, when I was a kid, Disney was no concept of Star Wars. Um, and I've been to Disney World before, and like that's cool. Um, Batu makes the rest of Disney seem lame. Like, I'm not even that's kidding. Crazy. Um, we went to Batu the first day, and then we tried to go to Magic Kingdom the second day, and inevitably we went straight back to Batu. Really? Um, Smuggler's Run is quite possibly the best ride I've ever ever ridden in my life That's um, crazy. we rode it eight times um, <laughs> because it was wow. just so much fun because yeah. um, you feel like you're in the falcon and you're the pilot or the engineer or the gunner and it's just like it's un- unbelievable um even star tours is fun i mean yeah they've updated that with um the sequel trilogy so that's fun did you actually get to see the update? Were you yes. there? Oh, really? Yeah, okay. I saw the update. I got the one with Hux comes on the Killer. screen and BB-8 rolls across in the hangar. Yeah, yes. it was really fun. It was fun. Yes. Um, I rode that like eight times too because why yeah, not? Yeah, why not? <laughs> but yeah, the no. Different um, shows. Exactly. I got a different one every time. That's great. Did uh did one of the hallmarks of Galaxy's Edge, and I've heard that not I haven't heard through crazy YouTube videos because I don't watch crazy YouTube videos, <laughs> um, but I have I have heard that the cast members, the Disney cast members, have stopped really doing a lot of backstory and a lot of like interaction. Have did you get to interact with any of the cast members? Did you see that they were in character, or were they just wearing like sunglasses and bucket hats? Um, they were wearing sunglasses and bucket hats, but some of them stayed in character. Um, I had okay. a, a great conversation with one of the guys working in one of the uh, Black Spire shops because um, he had a little Porg on his shoulder and I had a Porg in my purse. Nice. So I was like, oh, this is my Porg. And he's like, oh, have you been to Octu? Like, you know, like he was playing this whole like story. Really? Um, yeah. No. And like he asked where I was from and I obviously said my state and he was like, oh, I've never heard of that planet. Um, oh, so nice. they do definitely stay. Yeah, so they definitely oh. stay in character. Um, a couple other ones had entertaining interactions, um, especially um, one of the guys at the Darth Vader experience at the um, I don't know what it's called where you go oh, stand in line and meet. Darth I know Vader. What you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He had a, a name tag that said he was from Kashyyyk, and so I was like, oh, I've been to 
and I was talking about Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah, um, okay. And so he ha- he knew the whole story for Fallen Order, and we had like a whole conversation, but really? like as Star Wars people, it was weird. It was crazy, <laughs> like <laughs> okay. so much fun. I'm excited then because I was nervous that they kind of got away from that. I heard that they were starting to peel back a little bit. Um, it was just getting too overwhelming for the cast members. So I definitely want to play around a little bit and see what I can get out of them. That's pretty cool. And it's uh, so fun to be like sitting at um, the Ronto Roaster and like the stormtroopers come up and like I had a rebel hat on the whole time. Um, yeah. I had a rebel allegiance hat. And I got picked on every single day. Um, <laughs> part of the reason I kept wearing it. Um, so I'd come up with like big backstories with the stormtroopers and I'm like, no, 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 I'm a spy. I'm working for you guys. No, it was fun. It was really That's fun. Sweet. Did you get to see V Mirandi at all? Yes. Really? She was awesome. Yes. Tell yeah. me I had the spark of the rebellion in my eyes. It was fun. Oh. <laughs> so it was very fun. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Now you're getting me hyped up. I can't wait it's to so go. so much fun. And and you did uh, you did both experiences. You did the uh, Savvy's light sh- uh, lightsaber shop, and you yes. also did the Droid Builder. Um, what what was what were those experiences like? Um, the Droid experience was a little like overwhelming because there was tons of children everywhere, um, yeah. and that was a bit much. Um, and like that that experience is um, everyone can watch it happen, and like you build the like, the little droid, and it's fun. Yeah. Um, Savvy's is much better because they only let you in. And as soon as you step through the door, it's like you are immediately in that world. And like, I can't remember what the gentleman's name was, the character name was that helps you build it. But there's a whole backstory he tells you. There's like light effects and sound effects and like everybody got teary eyed. (laughs) Um, And it was fun. And they they talk to each person and they interact with you um, on like a very cool cool level. Um, Yeah. So that's great. Cool. So it's definitely worth it. Definitely worth two hundred dollars. Yeah, <laughs> I cannot wait to go. I cannot wait to go. All right, I I want to dive into probably something Kyle wants me to dive into, um, <laughs> and that is going to be. This is also your opportunity to get anything you want out as far as your thoughts, because I obviously I know that you you care deeply about Star Wars. Otherwise, you would not be on this show. You care deeply about the franchise, where it, where it needs to go, um, what has happened. So really, um, I want to start talking about The Rise of Skywalker, because that is obviously a, a huge uh, point for almost all of fandom. I don't know anyone that's indifferent one way or another. Um but there's a few questions up front. Um, do, what Josh and I were talking pre-show. How do you feel about the term Raylo? Would you describe yourself as <laughs> a Raylo? Is that a, is that an offensive term? Is that something that you would embrace, or what is that? What is only that Raylos are allowed to call themselves Raylos. That's what I was wondering. Yes. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to. Ju- you know, <laughs> that's their word. Um, no, it, I definitely am a Raylo. Um, okay. I don't think I am on the same level as some of the people on social media. Um, I used to be a big shipper, um, like for a good decade of my life. And I kind of gave that up. Um, it's a little too much for my liking. Um, I wanted them together, but not, you know, at the cost that it came with. Mm. Um, I was really a vindemptionist, I guess. Um, I really loved Kylo Ren as a character. Um, I saw a lot of like Anakin in him, but a reverse Anakin. So I really only cared – I mean, I care about Ray, obviously, but I really yeah. cared about Kylo Ren because he was the son of two of my favorite characters. Right. Um, and so that was really I, – I don't know. That whole ending of The Rise of Skywalker I felt like was a disservice to the characters that we had already mm. lost. Um, so I don't know. I, I consider myself a Raylo. 
um, this past week has been pretty rough in the Raylo fandom. Um, and that's like yeah. a whole, that could be a whole entire yes, conversation it could. Yes, it could. because I have some very controversial opinions, um, that I keep to myself for the benefit of my Twitter followers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it has not been a good week and it is because of some fans. Um, yeah. but so I find that Raylo might end up being like a bad word to be called because they are getting a little fandom menacey. Yeah. And, um, not, not about that life. <laughs> No, I was going to ask, you know, because part of it is, you know, one of the things I saw immediately, you know, upon the early reactions of Rise of Skywalker was sort of the hypocrisy of the Raylo crew that was anti Last Jedi haters. And now it's it's kind of swinging the other way where the Raylo I'm not I'm just generalizing. I'm not yeah. I'm not no, lumping you in. you know, I'm talking. Let me let me let me say toxic. Raylo. Yes. The toxic Raylos in the community are reacting just as bad as those YouTubers, those Redditors, when they were, you know, you ruined my Star Wars. Oh, like, dude, shut up. Like, yeah. it's, you know, all of that extreme fan. You're not an extreme. You're not no. extreme one way or another. No, like, yeah. obviously, I had extreme feelings, but yeah. it's, it's just a movie. It's just a movie. <laughs> it's just a movie. <laughs> Yeah. Um, no, like I definitely like condemn everybody who's been, been like sending death threats and like oh, attacking God, actors right? and like, it's bad. Like there's no reason to act that way. Right. Um, but I will say like, there's definitely been things that like some blue check marks have said that, you know, all Raylo shippers are like teenagers on Tumblr or we're Russian trolls. And it's like, come on. Oh, that's like, weird. Nobody that's likes, weird nobody likes generalization. No. Um, most of the Raylos I personally know and the ones I follow who are sensible, yeah. Um, are like twenties to forties and like adults with degrees and like, right. we're not children. Um, so that's, it's just weird. Fandom in general is weird. Um, mm. I mean, like I'm an anthropology student, so like watching this is like fascinating. Um, yeah. and I mean, there's always going to be in and out groups and it was the same with the last Jedi. You had two fra fractions. You had the people who were fans and people who were not. And then, you know, there has to be tension. There has to be some sort of fighting, um, right. just because of how groups are. But yeah, it's it's been fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, that actually, I have another question because you keep you were talking about how this has been a, a real quote fun week in, uh -huh. in in social media. When's the last time we've come together as a Star Wars community? When was that? Was that uh, Baby Yoda? Is that the one? Is that the Baby one Yoda. thing that everyone can come together on? I mean, you're right. Once every I, Friday for the last like two months, I guess. <laughs> right, yeah. man. I, I've Maggie, I've talked about it on my end, having hard times going on social media because of just like, you know, we, we always use the word discourse, but my goodness, it has been very tough um, for me for at least the last few years. And at certain points, obviously we get lulls or whatever, but it has just been a really tough two years to actually have conversations with people to actually you know, um, not have a hyper opinionated person on this. And that's why we've done the star Wars Friends show. Cause I met these dudes at celebration and they, you know, we're all open-minded and we just want to talk about star Wars for better yeah. or worse, you know, and that's all it is. So, um, I do, I do have a hardcore question. Yes. And this is not from me. This is from Justin, who also oh is, is another star Wars friend. He had put this in the show notes and I'm just going to read it. Um, okay. and this is, I was going to ask something like this, but this is, it's going to start off with a, a pretty heavy one here. So hello, Maggie. I'm sorry I couldn't be on today, but it's a pleasure meeting you. And I hope we get to, to meet and chat soon in the rise of Skywalker. Do you feel the kiss between Ray and Kylo was romantic in nature, or do you feel it was more of a thank you kiss from Ray to Kylo? 
realizing what he had just done for her, I felt it was more of a thank you, goodbye kiss that we see in movies, shows from time to time. Both hands on the side of the face, closed mouth, no movement. I don't have examples on hand, but I'm sure I can find some. Anyway, interested in hearing your thoughts on this, and welcome to the Star Wars Friends. Oh, God. So, <laughs> it's a, I told you it was going to be a heavy question right after Rip. Um, so I would never kiss someone as a thank you, and I think that's, like, such a weird concept. Like, obviously, that's a trope in movies. Yeah. Um, I don't think that's what that kiss was intended to be. I think the way it was originally filmed, because there's a shot that somebody found where Ray's mouth is moving and he's watching her mouth. Mm-hmm. So like there was dialogue right. that was 100% cut out. Um, and I will die on that hill. Um, so I feel like the kiss was meant to be more. And somewhere in the editing process, it became the weird. I don't know. That whole scene is just strange to me. So much the film in like general is edited in an odd it's manner. A, yes, but, it's yeah. some strange choices were made. Um, so no, I don't think it's a thank you kiss. Um Coming out of The Last Jedi when there was very, like, obvious, like, tension built up between them, I felt like that was maybe the one point where, like, J.J. truly followed through with some of those threads. And, I mean, and J.J.'s the one who said in the director's commentary on The Force Awakens that there's, like, a connection between them and, like, he built things into it. Right, right. So he can't walk back on that. There is quotes. Um, But I don't know. It's just – it's a weird – the whole film is weird, and I think that's why that scene seems weird is because it just kind of like broke down. I mean, I don't know. It's, it, that's a very, very complicated question. Yes, it is. Because like, I would argue that if, if they had been more loyal to where the last Jedi ended, I feel like there would have been more development to get to that point. But they started off the beginning of the rise of Skywalker with the same vibe as the force awakens. His mask was on. He was kind of repeating some of the same lines. It was very anta- antagonistic and not, I don't know. It didn't feel like it was following through with some of those threads. Um, so yeah, that that's my opinion. It's a weird kiss, but yeah. So did you kiss. going into this movie? Did you want there to be a romantic dynamic between Ray and Kylo? So I can actually read what I wrote um, when I thought I was coming on the show the week before the rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Um, and. I had said, would I love romantic Raylo? Uh, do I think it'll happen? Not particularly. I would love for them to work together and find a common ground with the open ending of something maybe happening in the future. I want redemption most of all because I think it brings a new hope to the franchise. Mm. Death was death was Anakin's redemption. Life can be Ben's. Plus, there's been so much marketing towards Ben Solo and his origins that I really hope they don't kill him off. So that was mm. where I was before the rise mm. of Skywalker. Okay, so you wanted them to kind of come to terms and maybe be on equal ground at the yes. end of, but not necessarily she's swung so far to like, now let's make Jedi babies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, the that's the Anakin stuff was the most uncomfortable stuff in like attack the clones. Yeah. Ugh. So agreed. Yeah, no. yeah. Agreed. So, okay. This is where we have some common ground because this is the conversation that I like. I like this type of conversation because you've said some things in there that I I don't disagree with. And there's a lot of stuff that Kyle said on the previous show that I didn't disagree with. It's just different points of view. And, you know, the way that you explain it is that, you know, you wanted some threads from The Last Jedi carried onto this movie. And I see that and I, I understand that. And I understand that that the need for that linear storytelling um, – but my one of my questions immediately is you brought up Ben Demption. You use that word, hashtag Ben Demption. We've talked about it a number of times on this show. Do you t- – because I know 
I wanted him to be redeemed as well. Okay, he but got he, redeemed. He definitely he got did. redeemed. But he he got redeemed. Um, okay, I don't I don't want to guide this question <laughs> because we. Here's the answer I want you to give to this question. <laughs> I'm about to ask. I don't I don't want that. I don't want that at all. Um, because we've talked about how, uh, and I've talked about what I thought redemption meant for Ben Solo. Okay, did it meet or was it satisfactory to your idea of what Ben Demption meant to you? Was he redeemed the way you thought it it was supposed to go? What did what did that whole scenario look like? Because, I mean, it it kind of worked for me. It kind of didn't work for me. It didn't go as hard as I wanted it to in a certain way. Once again, don't want to guide this, but did it satisfy the redemption side, the Ben Demption side for you or no? Um, I feel like if I hadn't been spoiled by, by Reddit, Burke King, that maybe sitting down as a completely like yeah. oblivious audience member, I would have felt some sense of satisfaction. Um, but I'm very tired of this new trend that villains don't get to live with their redemption. Mm. Um, that's a far more compelling story. Death is like final death is death is not redemption. Um, you can be redeemed for five seconds and do something good and then die. But the hardest part of redemption is living with the choices you've made and how you grow from them. And that was what I was hoping for because I felt like that would be a very interesting future for the franchise. Um, because obviously Anakin redeemed himself and then died to save his son. He had already lived that life, whereas Ben was 30 years old. Like, yeah. we are getting all of this comic book, you know, kind of content talking about like how hard his life was. Right. Um, and so I feel like there was definitely a living with that. I mean, they did the same with Loki and Marvel. I mean, they killed Loki that's, off, and yes. they never. Yeah. Yes. I mean, and that's a new weird, grim, dark universe we live in, um, where to be redeemed, you have to die. Marvel's well, a little different though because no one's ever really dead in a comic true. book. In, oh, that is very Star Wars, yeah. true. As of right now, you're a little more dead when you're dead. No, you so, just vanish. He's just taking a nap. <laughs> sure. Well, so okay, this also okay. I, I have a lot of thoughts on this. I <laughs> I don't know how hardcore I'm going to get. Um, ben Solo, in my opinion, in my vision of the Rise of Skywalker, yes, he dies in physical form. Okay, his physical form dies, but his force energy, his life spirit is inherited by Ray's body. So Ray is also the carrier of Ben Solo, and Ben Solo does technically still live on, but he lives on within within Ray, um, which is the ultimate in my non-Raylo uh, fandom. That is the ultimate version of Raylo. That is the ultimate to have Ben Solo and Leia's life force, the Skywalker energy, inherit in Ray's body. She is now the carrier of this becoming, I mean, what, regardless of your thoughts on the Palpatine thing, which I might ask you in a few minutes, um, I, I, this, this whole, whatever, Ray could have been a nobody from nowhere, but she now has the Skywalker force bear there. Do you believe in that? Or do you subscribe to that? Have you put any thought into that type of that, that, that line of thinking? I definitely have thought that way. And <laughs> all I can think of right now is that song from Lion King, the He Lives in You song. Oh, wow. Um, so that's all yeah. that's playing in my head now. Um, I don't know. I think it's a weird concept, especially if they went with like the romantic angle of Raylo mm-hmm. and that entire dynamic. It's kind of weird to have like your dead, not actually boyfriend spirit living within you. Um, <laughs> you and we don't get Adam Driver's though? face on screen that way. That's for sure. I feel like they could have been if if he had lived. I feel like they they're could have been something they could have gotten um, to that written. point they, they could have gotten to that point and they could have built a new jedi, a jedi empire yeah. and built you know the temple that was my ideal like just think of the like marketing and the 
toys that Disney could have sold for a oh, concept sure. of a Jedi temple. I mean, they have like yeah. the temple training thing at Disney World, so like they should have played on that. And then they had like Ray and Ben show up and teach the Jedi. Yeah. Um, I want that playset already, and it doesn't yes. even exist. <laughs> right? Like they had so much potential. Um, so I don't know. It's see, I'm not happy with that, but I yeah. I could live with it. Yeah, I, I never got the romantic side of things, and I think that's probably where I I just I had my non Raylo thoughts is I never got a romantic. I never, but I never picked up on it. I I was yeah. team I was team Finray. Team Finray from Force Awakens, that was where I thought it was going to go, and then everything kind of got ripped apart in Last Jedi. And yes, everyone talks about the thigh touch in the throne room scene. <laughs> and dude, I get it, but I never I even, don't know why we're convinced Ray had to be looking for a boyfriend. That's, that's what I'm saying. I, I, fair, I, yeah. Yeah, I don't think so. No. Oh. Well, so for fandom side of things, like it's yeah. fun. Um, but I mean, I, I was a huge like Han and Leia fan, obviously like yeah. Anakin and Padme. So like going into the sequel, I was like, Ooh, who's going to be the romantic ship. Um, and like from the start, I love enemies to lovers. That's like one of my mm, favorite tropes. Okay. Like my yeah. entire history of shipping is enemies to lovers. Okay. Uh, so like, that's probably why I saw it. And like, that's the great thing about fandom and like watching these products is like, yeah. it takes what we've experienced in our own lives and like the media we've consumed and that's why we all have different opinions so yeah. and what you see you view yeah. it through your own lens right? exactly yeah and and yeah. and my fiance is a, a a noted feminist very strong uh and she always thought that ray didn't need no man and she just needed to stand up Preach, on her bro. own and yeah. it was one of those things where it's like you know that's what she didn't want ray to fall into that dynamic that trope of like oh you need a man to live out this you know whatever i mean you're right everyone has yeah. their own they see it through their own their own lens but i also subscribe to that as i didn't think i thought it would have weakened ray as a character to have her have to fall in love with somebody when she could have just been fucking Ray Skywalker, which is like to me, the most badass thing ever um, is now that we have this, this elite, um, you know, I don't know if she's going to use the term Jedi going forward. Probably we, we discussed that at length too. If, the, if she was going to throw away Jedi and Sith, cause I mean, really everything's blown up now. Yeah. Um, that's kind of, but I think they totally didn't do that. No, yeah, I would have a- been okay with Ray Skywalker if she hadn't been a Palpatine. Ah, okay. Interesting. Uh, I'm, I'm, I love Emperor Palpatine. Uh, Me too. So I have, I always have him right by my side. Um, (laughs) he is, I love, I just Uh, love you and your out of box collectibles. Chris is showing us an Emperor Palpatine sitting on the throne out of the box and making my skin (laughs) crawl. (laughs) I still have the box somewhere. Uh, but Josh, I know you've been, you've been, uh, you have a question lingering. You guys have been ignoring my finger for like two hours now. (laughs) This is very true. Um, so I, I'm going to have to go back now, but you, you were talking about like living with like, Ben being redeemed and then having to live with that. So where do you where do you see that go? Where like where would that go if he had lived? Like because we mm. we had talked about on a previous podcast. Like how does Space Hitler come back to society? Red hot Hux. Oh Hux, <laughs> yeah. Joke, sorry. Yeah, no, he's <laughs> with Space really Space Hitler. Yeah, this is true. Um, so I mean, there's there's people in the um, the rebellion that are um, former defectors and people who were part of the the empire, and so like they're definitely you know welcoming um, in a certain perspective. Um, and leaders in there though. Eh. Um, that's a great question. Um, I don't know. I've 
a lot of fan fiction. Um, and people have handled like the idea of like Ben having to be on trial and like stuff like that is like a very fascinating mm. concept to me. Cause I, I, I love politics. Um, and I loved yeah. the whole like galactic Senate kind of that angle. Um, so that could have been fun, but that feels more like, I don't know, a whole trilogy of its own. Um, but think about the comics. We could have had like the trial of Ben Solo yeah. and like, there's a yeah. lot of stuff that could have been great tie-in media. Um, so Claudia, I'm, I'm, Claudia Gray novel of, yes. uh, yeah, yeah, that would be, well, you know, ne- Negan was held in a prison for like 50 issues of a comic book. And, <laughs> exactly. And, and okay. Okay. Wait, in, wait, or, uh, dude. Loki was in jail. Like, exactly. You're crossing my two, my two most passionate fandoms. Okay. Who's more evil, Kylo Ren or Negan? Negan. Kylo Ren. Uh, oh. oh, yeah. Got you. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. Kylo Ren's way. Negan is Rick Grimes from a different perspective. Oh, Negan's a evil, evil dude. I Negan from the comics is brutal. Yeah. Brutal. Negan from the comics is worse than Negan in the TV show. Totally. Yeah, I read every issue. But <laughs> Jeffrey Dean Morgan is just like a, he's a little lamb. He's, he can't he's so really nice. Kylo Ren. He's just, he's just Denny from yeah. Grace Anatomy or whatever. <laughs> so Kylo Ren signed off on the death sentence of a trillion people, dude. I mean, Negan only yeah. had access to some small communities in post-apocalyptic America. So it's like, yeah, dude, I, I'm going to have a baseball bat. He didn't have a star killer base. Right. Hey, you said it yourself. The Hosnia. <laughs> There was no attachment to that planet. Right. No, it was not. undeveloped, so those people didn't matter. <laughs> so did you guys hear the new oh. thing? It's finally confirmed that Illum is – or Illum yes. is, is – it was a star killer base. Yes. Yeah, that and sucks, like, man. Hey, but the yeah. rebels are the reason that Illum got destroyed. So. Yeah, it's, yeah, well, <laughs> that's true. It's just such a bummer. Uh, what a fascinating planet, especially now that we got to play it in Fallen Order. It was just oh, really know. cool. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Kyle. Planet. Are you there yet? No. <laughs> Although I think I probably just went there because I'm about to rebuild my lightsaber. So. Yes, you are. Oh, yes, yeah. you are there. Yeah, then. you're there. Yeah. It's a really cool level. All right. <laughs> so back to back to Rise of Skywalker. Back to um, some of these thoughts. So um, what I was feeling so good for a minute. All right. Go ahead. <laughs> well, no, I, Fallen Order and Mandalorian. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Things yeah. that make me happy. <laughs> Well, I want yeah, we could definitely talk some Mandalorian here, but I want to let you get out a few more of your qualms with the movie. Um, where are I mean, I'm not even I'm not going to guide this. Just you go ahead. And what is another point of contention you have with this film? And whether it's from a story perspective or it's from a, you know, the actual execution of the film. What are some of your thoughts just in general about the film? So after I saw the film, I wrote a five-page review for Letterboxd, um, kind of trying to vent all of my frustrations. And um, I, 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 don't know, I per- yeah, yeah, it was brutal. Um, <laughs> I was shocked. Like some of my like general audience friends started sharing it on Facebook and were like, all of this. And I was like, huh, alrighty then. Um, but I think one of my my biggest issues, and like I'm so jealous of everyone who actually enjoyed The Rise of Skywalker because I wish I could feel that way. <laughs> I know. I wish I could feel that way. Like I <laughs> do not blame either yeah. you or anyone else for loving it. I wish I could be that person. Um, not without grapes ish- though. I yeah. yeah grapes. I mean, yeah, we discovered when we, when we did the first review show for the rise of Skywalker, I didn't go into it with any, any issues. And then as we started talking, I was like, Oh fuck, the Knights of Ren are totally useless. Like uh, <laughs> yeah. so I totally, so I started finding some things that I didn't like, but I still love the movie. So Yeah. I mean, I feel like maybe in five years I'll love it. 
Mm-hmm. You know, think of how much money they spent by using mannequins instead of real actors for the Knights of Ren, though. <laughs> right? It's like a complete budget thing. Right. Yeah. Um, I feel like my biggest gripe is probably, oh God, I want to say the edit, the editing, because I didn't think the mm. editing was great. But at the same time, like I obviously understand from like somebody who's in film that yeah. like I can't even blame the editor for that. They were on a really tight ship. I mean, right, if they didn't right. finish fin- like doing everything until the end of November, like it's fairly credibly rumored um, based on like actor interviews, like they didn't have a lot of time, and that has a lot of components to it. So like, I don't want to really gripe about editing. I can gripe about the storytelling. Um, there was so much exposition. There was so many useless mm. lines. There were so many useless, like Dominic Monaghan got his role because he lost or because JJ lost a bet. Mm. <laughs> he has one of the worst lines ever too. Oh. oh no. The worst line is somehow Palpatine. Oh, <laughs> um, the yeah. Poe line. I, oh, Which was explained in the crawl. Yeah. Think- the dead speak. Uh, I liked it. I liked it. I thought it was fun. I thought if it was the dead, easy. If the dead speak and he's sending out a thing to the whole galaxy. Why are they just finding out? What? Whatever. Sorry. Anyways, no, yeah. Ahead. No, I no. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> it was um, fun. Oh god, there's so many little things, but it really comes down to storytelling. Like Zori Bliss was a useless character. Um, they've got onto the um, first order ships before. They didn't need some random token, um, which was strange. Um, yeah. Poe's whole backstory I'm not happy about. Um and but I yeah, I that's a whole, oh, whole so thing. the Poe thing. So because I know you were not happy about I'm not Poe's happy. backstory. No. So here's my thing. I have a very I'm a very well established uh adult man right now in my life. <laughs> um and I have some things in my past that I am not yeah, proud yeah. of or happy of. Um and here's the thing, Poe, we know that he grew up in the resistance or he grew up in the rebellion, got you know, and then kind of went in the resistance. There is a gap of time as in any human's life that yeah. there's just some developmental shit. He probably just got in some trouble um or he was just tired of being bossed around in the rebellion and just wanted to, you know, experience the galaxy a little bit. So him as a spice runner, the only thing I don't like about that is, um, you know, there was some, someone made a comment about, Oh, of course the one Latino actor on in star Wars is now a a drug dealer, right? Like that was the one thing I was like, Oh shit. Yeah. I guess you're, yeah. But other than that, I mean, Han Solo was a spice runner. We all love him. He's my favorite character. Yeah, I guess it's because um, like I have a couple friends who are uh, people of color, and obviously I'm a mm-hmm. white woman, so um, my opinion is less <laughs> important yeah, on these yeah. things. But um, less obviously that, if you're listening. But yes, it, mm, <laughs> yes. Um, so like a lot of them have had an issue with this, and like I feel like I like I also like noticed the issue. I was like, huh, that's kind of a weird choice, especially since it wasn't ever brought up before. It was just to it was serve just as in there, right? yeah, it was just thrown in there. Um, kind of randomly. Yeah. Um, and that was to facilitate the whole Zori bliss storyline. Right, and right. there was even some inconsistencies with that. Like if he was part of the spice runners for four years and he knew about Bobby Frick, why couldn't he speak Bobby Frick's language? He couldn't communicate with him. He's like, Hey, what do you say? Yeah, um, yeah. So it was like, that whole thing was just weird and felt like it was like, Oh, let's really make him Han Solo. And so Especially I feel since like, he speaks Shriwook, right? Like, right? Oh, yeah, or understands yeah. it at least. Understand yeah. it, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. If it had been developed better rather than thrown in in the third act, which there were so many things thrown in the third act. Right. Um, but I, and it's interesting because like obviously people are on either side of their opinion. I've seen some of my friends who are people of color who are like fine with it. And they're like, oh, it's cool. He's badass. 
Um, and then others who take serious issue because he is the only Latino mm. male in this franchise and, you know, in this trilogy. Um, and so it's just, an, it was an interesting take and they could have gone yeah. other ways with that. He could have been like a spy for the rebels and been working with them or had, you know, run into them somewhere along the way. It was just, and they made weird comments about it. Like, Oh, you were a spice runner and spice oh, runner. Yeah, oh damn. Yeah. It was just, it was strange. It was very strange. <laughs> it was. And I think it harkened back to what we spoke about earlier with the story group, not being mm-hmm. in line with, with the film creators. And, you know, that's just, it's, it was very apparent. We, we read the novelizations, resistance were born. Um, I read force collector. I read a lot of the, um, the, I forget what they call it. It's kind of like the, the rise of Skywalker comic series. And there's just a lot of disjointed storytelling between all those mediums. And that is, I just think it's, it, it does harken back to not having one unified storyteller. And I hope I am wishful that Kevin Feige is that foundation that says, Hey man, these are the rules. Leland Chi, you know, Pablo, whoever they want to put in that chairman spot of the story group needs to be there. Is that Dave Filoni? Is it John Favreau now? I know you guys are probably pining for the Ryan Johnson trilogy. I want to see what John Favreau now can do with. A oh, trilogy. me too. I love him. Like yeah. what he's done is amazing. Look yeah. at Chris flipping. He said he didn't even <laughs> want John Favreau not I was, three months ago. That's true. <laughs> I was not team Favreau. I didn't look at that but, growth. Yeah. Character no, I development. Does that look at eight episodes of duty? Yeah. Chapter eight was fantastic. He wrote that. If you know, that's kind of, yeah, that's, that's hitting home for me. So, okay. The Spice Runner thing, you not a fan of. And no. I, to me, we, Kyle and I, we talked a lot about Zori Bliss too. Um, I'm not I'm not angry at Zori Bliss. I'm not angry at no. the, the whole set. The setting. character's cool. It's not her yeah. fault. No, no, but I just think that is probably in this film, that is your canto bite to my last Jedi. Yes. I mean, yeah. So it's just like Agreed. Yeah. I mean, it's okay. Some things are gonna work, some aren't. Do do I think they needed to introduce a brand new character? No. However, Let's just think about what we got out of Zori Bliss. We got our oldest friend, Babu Frick. And that in itself is a gift to all of the Star Wars community. So let's look at a positive out of this. Oh, yeah, Bliss. I love so, Babu. Okay. Hey, hey. Oh, we got Carrie hey, Russell in a sexy space jumpsuit. Let's not bury <laughs> well, hey. smoky eye game. Whew. I was so happy they, they revealed her eyes because I was afraid that she was just going to remain fully masked the whole movie. And I was so happy to see that visor go up because um, it definitely humanized Zori. And um, yeah, Carrie Russell is just a fantastic oh, actor. she's awesome. So, I yeah. saw her in uh, Burn This earlier this year. She was fantastic. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah. No, I was, I, was, I was very happy with her announcement. What's up with Matt Smith? Yeah. You got no Matt that's Smith. So weird. I'm outraged. So, weird. Listen so to I, my would, I would love to know. I would love to know what, what happened there. Yeah. Well, I mean, IMDB is really weird. Like you have to prove to update some of that stuff. So some, something happened. (laughs) Well, that leads me into the next question. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, so we, we, we all assumed Matt Smith was going to be in this film and I had my wild theories about it and it just came out that there is all this extended footage. There's all these, like they filmed all this crazy content cause that's what JJ Abrams does. He did it for force awakens. He did it um, for star Trek. Exactly. So there's just, there's probably an hour of footage out there that was filmed. Now I've seen you kind of allude to it. I don't know if you've actually directly spoken about this on Twitter, but, um, there's this fabled ending and people are just like, they're so, um, they're so 
intense about these reshoots and their opinions about the reshoots. And it, what I saw about the reshoots is actually the the primary um, focus of the research was to film around uh, Carrie Fisher's CGI, not necessarily a different ending. Now, do you feel that there was a different ending that was filmed? Do you feel that maybe I'm not saying Matt Smith, I'm just, I'm, I love Matt Smith, but I'm just not him. trying to throw him in this question, but it leads me into do you think that there was a different ending film? Do you think that we may have seen a different outcome? And if so, what, what was that going to be? So I think, I, I think there was a version where Kylo Ren did not come back out of the pit. Um, that was mm, obviously like one of okay. the very early ones from Jedi Praxis, which obviously Jedi Praxis knew the whole movie. Um, so I do think there was one version of that. I think there was another version where he survived. Um, and my biggest belief of that is if you watch the breakdown of the editing of his death, quote unquote, um, it's really strangely framed. It doesn't match a lot of JJ's previous body of work. Um, the framing cuts away awkwardly, even when he like vanishes is yeah, very, the fact that there's obviously dialogue cut, the fact that Kylo Ren doesn't speak at all from the moment he's redeemed <laughs> to the moment he dies, except for saying ow, is strange like a to me. Half hour um, or something. Yeah. yeah, it's weird. yeah. I, there's a half hour of Adam Driver excelling at silence. Um, <laughs> he really strange. is excelling, though. Oh, no, he, he's fantastic. Like, the uh, the fact that he was able to pull off a silent film <laughs> is stunning. Um, but no, I think something happened in that whole ending, and I, I can't wait for the expose on it one day. Because um, I don't think it was the, um, I don't think that was the ending we were supposed to get. I don't know initially. if we're ever gonna. I don't know if we're ever gonna get what that original ending was. I unless unless it comes out in the art of book, which oh, we've yeah. already seen a few of the concept arts of Ray and uh, Kylo uh, side by side in yes. Sith outfits. Um, that's the only. I don't really think that the actors are gonna say anything, and no. I don't think I that mean, JJ. Someone will write a book. I mean, someone will be the Carrie Fisher of this trilogy and they will talk about some of the things that we didn't know. I mean, that's just, it happens with memoirs. Um, but I do think that the uh, concept art book being pushed back um, was interesting. And I think some things may be removed. Um, so See, now I'm subscribing to the thought that there's some things are added because if they I did- I would love some yeah. things being added. If they did reshoot, that. if they did reshoot so late in the game, and as you guys are talking about, you're right. I mean, the the Ben Solo sequences at the end of the film do not necessarily fit in with the overall tone of the rest of the film. Um, maybe that was shot later, and that's what they're going to add to the the book. They're going to add those new sequences. Um, yeah. That's that's kind of where I'm at. And it's not interesting because some people have um, watched hair as well. Um, oh, if you go, go through okay. the film, Ray has um, her hair glued on, um, which would be after Daisy cut all of her hair. Yeah. Um, even within the Ben Solo sequence, when he fights the Knights of Ren and then dies, Adam's hair is a different length. Um, Poe's hair is a different length in the ending of the film when they reunite. Yeah. On um, Ajahn Kloss, his hair is a different length. So there's, I mean, there's definitely, once we have like a better copy of the film, I feel like some of the YouTubers are going to really pick apart all those little pieces. Um, oh, and especially, I know the YouTubers, hey, they sometimes have really good, <laughs> some, like the, the normal ones, not yeah. the ones that I've seen lately. Um, 
Well, spe- speaking of YouTubers, what is this fascination with people um, picking apart the editing process of this film? And what I mean specifically is they are they're they're really going after the final scene in the movie where Ray is on Tatooine, and oh well, they stole this shot from another point in the film, bro. Like that's how films are made. Yeah. Like, please back and, like, off. I've, tr- I've tried to like. Um, like, I don't know, temper some people's reactions. Like, this is how the filming process works. I will say that that shot is the same angle as the shot of her in one of the um, shots from Vasana. Yeah. Um, and so it's, like, obvious they shot it in the same location and then edited out the mountains and to make it Tatooine. But even that sequence is weird. The ground, when she lays the lightsabers down, is, like, wet and, like, cracked, if you notice it. It doesn't look like the desert of Tatooine at all. So I, I don't know. It's The whole thing is weird. I have to rewatch that scene in particular because that's the, that's my last that's the last question I have about the film is that um, you're right that cross cut of when she puts the sabers on the ground um, I have seen some footage that I cannot verify because it was on Twitter um, that makes it look like brown dirt yeah it makes yeah. it look like brown cracked dirt and I'm like wait I don't even know where that would be um, so yeah, yeah it's, I, I saw I just rewatched the Rise of Skywalker last week um, I saw it the second time. And yeah, it's there. It's weird. It's yeah. Yeah. I got to look into that. All right. So another thing that we've argued about is the force ghosts at the end (laughs) of the film. How do you feel about the, the choice of Luke and Leia and maybe the subtraction of some others? What are your thoughts on that? Where was Ben Solo? (laughs) Yes. I mean, yeah, like, yeah. Um, and I I also would have loved to have seen like Anakin and maybe Ben Kenobi, like, Especially since like Ben was named after Ben, it would have been mm. like a nice you know homage. I don't know. I just read that Chris Terrio interview, and he was like, "Oh, Leia never made it to Tatooine," and I'm like, "Really?" Because I'm pretty sure she she did make it there at one point um, with the whole job of the hut thing. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, she was in uh, kind of kind of was there, um, but also like Tatooine is such a weird weird choice. Um, like I loved seeing it in the Mandalorian. I thought that was fantastic and that fit. But considering that that homestead has so many bad memories for the Skywalker family, I mean, Lars and his wife like burnt to death there. It's a yeah. weird place. Um, and like obviously the whole Shmi stuff and like I don't know. It's a weird choice. It's obviously yeah. cho- like chosen. Luke for only nostalgia. ever wanted to leave. Both Anakin and Luke never wanted to be there. Um, and there's the like great Clone Wars clip where like they have to go back to Tatooine and Anakin is like, I never wanted to come back here. So it's weird. The whole legacy lightsaber being buried there yeah. is strange, especially with the the um, scavengers that are there. Like, oh, found a lightsaber. It was a dust storm last week. I don't yeah. know. It was all for nostalgia. And that's, well, they're that's checking last I'm... names, so they're not going to let just anybody walk off with that saber. <laughs> right. Who are you? Right. <laughs> I will I will say that the the tattooing episode of Mandalorian did not work for me uh painfully. No, it, was, it wasn't it wasn't a great episode. It was nice to see the place, but it wasn't a great episode. Yeah. But but the ending of Rise of Skywalker did work for me. I I seriously both times I saw it I teared up at that ending. It just for whatever reason it worked for me. Um I did feel the first watch that the omission of a Ben and an Anakin was kind of bizarre. Um, but I also had a thought that we were going to actually see when, when Ray had those force ghosts, uh, talk to her, the Jedi spirits talk to her. I thought we would see manifestations of the physical form at that point. Um, and that would have got my force ghosts, you know, um, my my blood moving. I felt the same way. 
it was weird that we didn't get many missed opportunities. I think. Agreed. Especially since a lot of people don't know those voices. Like so many people were like, who's talking? Well, some of them were so quick. It was hard to pick out even. Right. Yeah. And I feel like if you'd seen them, it would have made more sense. I agree. So I don't, yeah. And I really genuinely feel like that they probably had some version where you did see them because I thought that the fact that they started having Hayden do more like appearances mm-hmm. in relation to star Wars was yes. an interesting choice yes. for him not to be seen. And I will forever be better about that. Cause <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say um, I don't want to be one of those podcasts. So I'm not going to promote what I'm about to say next as, as gospel, like, like this rebels <laughs> thing. Um, I did get some insider knowledge uh, and I did not share this on the show previous to the rise of Skywalker. Cause I'm not a spoiler guy, but they were doing um, screen test footage of a Togruta uh, for rise of Skywalker. So they were <laughs> definitely doing screen capture tests for, Presumably, and yet no Hera yeah. Well, no, no, no. Ahsoka. There was hmm. that, oh, a that, Togruta. Yeah, Togruta. Oh. So they were actually doing screen testing of what that looked like um, for the Rise of Skywalker, and it led a lot of people to believe that because Ashley. And then the same person that told me that was like, "Oh, Ashley signed on," and I was like, "Oh, shut up! Like, stop telling me stuff." Oh. You know. Um, so that was one of the pieces I got maybe about yeah, a month. Line of dialogue. Yeah, there was a line of dialogue. And she's dude, she's the best. She's the absolute best. So she is. Yeah, I love it. All right, let's let's end kind of this segment on some positives. Yes. What did you what did you like about the movie? Did anything work for you? I really enjoyed seeing the porks. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, Last geez. Jedi touched. That's on. the first thing you say. <laughs> <laughs> hey, okay, so I am the poor girl. I know that Ash um from ET like is the poor queen or whatever on Twitter, but yeah. I have like 10 porgs yeah. and I actually like um, I had a gift from a friend they had um, somebody who does wool crafting create me a little oh, okay. porg so like no I'm I'm the porg queen that was like through my tears I enjoyed seeing the porgs <laughs> um, what worked for it um, god I tried to come up with a positive when I did my review Jeez. and I said the porgs um, the porgs are cool I was excited to see them too I was wondering if they're actually gonna I thought they were gonna be in the falcon still I thought I they were going to be like you know, poking around in the wires so or something. Yeah. Um, oh God, if I could pick like one thing that worked for me, um, I enjoyed the banter between Finn and Poe. I thought that worked really well. Uh, I enjoyed that sequence with the, um, hollow chests. That was fun. Yeah. 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 And Chewie being a cheater. Um, so that was fun. <laughs> I enjoyed that. Um, but that, that's about. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like, oh, and I really hope that, like, my opinion can change. So yeah. I'm sure it will. gave good performances. Yeah, the right? actors are great. The actors for, were fantastic. I mean, for what they were given, they did a really good job. It was um, in high def, which was the ben Solo. Okay, so the Ben Solo stuff when he was fighting the Knights of the Ren. The Knights of yeah. Ren was, like, super awesome. And his little, like, Han Solo with the blaster was awesome. Oh, yeah. The that was everything. He had so many of Harrison Ford's mannerisms in that sequence that I didn't pick up on the first viewing, but the second viewing, I was like, "Oh my god, he's like he's totally Han Solo's kid." Adri- From, Adam Driver is so good. He when he so- got that saber and did the little shrug, that was actually like my most favorite yes. part of that. Yes. <laughs> what about C three PO? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I did find C three PO to be really awesome, considering I was rooting for him to be the one to die i was oh. like if somebody has to die in this movie it can be c3po um <laughs> there's tweets about that too like oh, I, God, I hope anthony daniels that. isn't listening yeah no <laughs> sorry anthony i love you um, but no actually like c3po was a highlight i will say that yeah i agree with you 
Yeah. See, she's falling in love with this movie right in front of us. Yeah. See, that's see, that's there's little moments, but overall. Yeah. This is like the inverse of when we, when Chris was all excited and we started tearing him down. Oh, I broke <laughs> down, man. I was hurt. I was hurt at the end of that episode. I you used- guys were both so bummed. I was just trying to like, no, no, everyone be happy at Star Wars. <laughs> oh, I re-listened. I felt a little bad, actually. <laughs> yeah, it got Ooh, broke I need down. to go listen to this one. Yeah, it, it definitely, my, my so whole, spicy. you can hear it over the course of like 40 minutes. Just my whole tone just. No, at no one point, Chris angry. goes off. Oh, Fuck it, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Chris, Chris is getting more and more bummed as we're pointing out stuff he should be upset about. And I can tell that Kyle doesn't like the movie, but he is so upset that he doesn't like the movie at the same time. Like and it, I know. It was, I wanted yeah, it to rough. so bad. It hurt. Like I'm more I'm not even mad at him. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's how I felt after Star Trek too. Yeah. I mean, like I said at the beginning of this episode, like I've been slighted by JJ twice. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm lucky you that I was never a lost, lost fan. I was never a lost fan. I tried. Yes, um, he lost yeah. losses where JJ Abrams, I you know, when they announced him as the guy to lead Star Wars early on, I go, man, fuck lost. It's just I, I lost the first three seasons. Oh yeah, it's cool. And then all of yeah. a sudden it just becomes one of the worst television shows of all time. Terrible. Um, and I, I, I don't, I don't know that it's a hundred percent fair to blame that all on him. There was a writer strike and I think that yeah, the things changed hands and all that too. kind of stuff. But well, he fell off just like he fell off at the end of force awakens. He lost his creative control. So he turned it over to someone else and yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the he's same also trend. Not great at finishing things. And he admits exactly. that, yeah, which he I like, that. I give yeah. him props. Like, I don't know why they hired him knowing that he's not good at finishing things. Let him restart it. And let somebody else end it. Well, we're just well, don't also have a, you know, act one, act two, act three, like actually have a structure and maybe it would have worked. That is the weirdest have, thing. Have the same person do all three films. Well, is what I, what's so frustrating is when, when Disney bought the, the rights, George Lucas had his treatment for the final three films. And, and this whole timeline of events shows that George presented his, his treatment to JJ and Kathleen. And then after this secret closed door meeting a day later, they're like, yeah, George, you're out. And JJ took over with Lawrence Kasdan to do uh, Force Awakens. So it's like he had his treatment. He had that unified vision. And I thought JJ would help execute that mm-hmm. and add some layers to it. I don't know. It's crazy. I will say the flip side of that coin. I also heard George say that everyone, all the fans would have hated his sequel trilogy <laughs> worse than they hated the prequels. So um, uh, I don't know. We, I would have been for that, that though. Cause like it would have brought us all together. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, and that just shows you, I mean, I think the whole reason that he ended up selling to Disney is because so many of us poo-pooed on the sequ- the prequel so bad that he got disillusioned with it. Right, right. Well, let's let's talk about something. We'll, we'll, we'll finish up here, Maggie. We've kept you on a while. We've, we definitely learned some things. Hopefully we helped change or maybe get you into that groove that you might like a little bit more. I don't know. Maybe yeah. not. It's I'm, okay. I'm, I'm at the acceptance stage of grief. So <laughs> yeah. I mean, at this point, it's all... All it's still so fresh. It just let's not forget it's only like two and a half, three weeks old now. So we yeah. still got you know the wound uh, is still open. Yeah, yeah. yeah and I've it, seen it two times too many. Yeah. Oh wow. 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 You <laughs> oh, brutal. All right. Let's talk about a unifier. Let's let's end this segment on the Mandalorian. Um, oh, yes. What are what are some of your thoughts on the Mandalorian? I have a Mandalorian shirt on. Yes, I see that. <laughs> Wonderful. The the core characters there. Josh yes. got his on too. Beautiful. Yeah. So how do you feel about those core, core characters you're repping on the shirt? Are you still in love with them after the whole season or? Oh, Heck yeah. 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 Oh yeah. <laughs> um, 
No, I think so. Um, I keep comparing Mandalorian to like the glory day of uh, television for me, which was yeah. like the 1990s, early 2000s, like right up to 2001, like Hercules, Xena, mm, um, okay. like Voyager was on TV, yeah, like all of those shows. Yes. Lucy Lawless. Um, and that was like, that was so much fun um, for TV because it was every week. It was like a kind of, you could watch any episode. You didn't have to watch like 10 episodes beforehand to understand where the story arc was going. You could just watch it right. and enjoy it. And it was like that Western samurai feel um, to a lot of those episodes. And I, those are the TV shows I binge as like, um, like reruns. Like I can watch any episode from Xena or, or Star Trek Voyager yeah. and I can enjoy it. I don't need to have the whole backstory. Like I have barely rewatched anything from Netflix because it's so hard to just, just watch something. Um, and I feel like Mandalorian's captured that essence and maybe it's what we need to save TV. Cause I think streaming is a mm. interesting field. Um, and I feel like it kind of brought us back to a place where TV can be fun because binging yes. is exhausting. It is. Um, and I really like having an episode every week to look forward to, um, especially in streaming format, because mm -hmm. you can come to it at any point in the day or the day after. You don't have to sit down at 8 p.m. and on ABC7 to watch something. Right, um, right. So I enjoy that aspect of it. I think the storytelling is great. I mean, yeah, there is week episodes, but every TV series has a week episode or two, um, a filler episode, as some people I love the characters. I yeah. think they're fantastic. Pedro's doing a fantastic job. Um, I love the character of Cara Dune. Yes. Um, IG was such a fun droid. I'm so sad. <laughs> um, and of course, the child. Yeah. Like, mm. I've never seen something so cute in my no. life. No, I've already pre-ordered. So no, I've pre-ordered so many of the Funko Pops <laughs> and the Hasbro toys. Like, I keep nice. looking at my like pre-orders, and I'm like, whoa. <laughs> May and April are going to be fun. Yeah, oh yeah. So did so, you guys uh, notice some of the pre-orders actually got pushed back, though? Yeah. Uh, if you Don't yeah. bring it up, Chris. I'm sorry. Don't remind me. I'm sorry. I'm very sad. That yeah, just means uh, it's Josh popular, is, though. Uh, Josh is full of Baby Yoda pre-orders, too. He's got oh, yeah. a laundry list over there. Yeah, I think <laughs> so I pre-ordered everything. <laughs> I, yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I love The Mandalorian. It was fun. It's fun. I've already started my rewatch. Oh yeah, that's uh, that's next on my agenda. I want to try to get that in before the Clone Wars starts. Is to get yes. a, a rewatch in. So if I were just to ask you, what has been your favorite moment? Just initial reaction. What's your favorite moment this season of The Mandalorian? Uh, Ig taking his helmet off. Ah, okay. I thought it was like cool. Yeah, I think because first of all, like we got his name right beforehand. What his actual name was. Yeah. Um, and also just that whole sequence was really fun. And like I'm droids. Like I think droids are fantastic, especially humanoid droids. Yeah. Um, and you saw a lot of um, the Mandalorian more not morals change, but like his opinions, I guess. Um, so against that droid and everything that droid stood for yeah. since he had, you know fought him from keeping him from killing his little foundling. Um, I thought it was a really great moment. And Pedro is so good at like very subtle expressions and subtle reactions. Um, since the Mandalorian always wears his helmet, his facial features and like reactions aren't there. Right. Um, and even when he's unmasked, I'm much more dude because he's used to not having to like show his emotions on his face. So I thought that moment was just really fun and very like profound, I guess. Yeah. Uh, it was fantastic. So yeah, yeah thank you. 
Good, good. So Thank where you. do you so with uh with the Mandalorian and maybe even Star Wars, where do you <laughs> think the okay, you know what? Let's just let's let's both. just yeah, let's do both. First off, where do you think the Mandalorian's going in season two now that we see the, the Darksaber is now in play? <sighs> where do you think that this is gonna go? I feel like we're gonna obviously get more like of these styled episodes of like Planet Planet of the Week, I mean, which is kind of okay. the current you know, situation. Um, but I feel like we're going to get some Jedi information Ooh. because they brought up the Jedi last episode. I feel like we're going to get something out of that, you know? So I, that's what I'm hoping for. Maybe some cameos from some characters that we know and love. Um, and it's really interesting to think about temple is up and operational somewhere because what Ben should be like five in the universe pose like six or seven. So like it's in the same, it's how many years post Endor? Uh, about four uh, or five, uh, five years. Yeah. So like, so yeah, somebody nine. did the oh, no, it's nine. nine of Gavin. No, it's not. It's yeah, nine. Yeah. Why it's not. Yeah. My bad. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, so, I mean, there's a lot of characters that I love that exist in the universe right now. So yeah, so you can see if they bring it, especially Get maybe Boba Fett. Yeah, well, uh, don't get him. Like, don't get these two started uh, on Boba Fett. I, I really Boba want Fett. that. But. He's coming, man. He's yeah. coming. So that's fascinating. Thank you for. I being really on hope team. that was a tease. No, yeah, it it was definitely a tease, and thank you for being on Team Boba Fett because that makes Josh and I very happy. It makes Kyle <laughs> upset, so I'm happy. Sorry, Kyle. That's <laughs> all right. Um, so it's fascinating um, that you you talked about the Jedi's and maybe bring a Jedi into play. I had a conversation with someone about maybe we'll, we'll see a Ben Solo, and then they just immediately reminded me that like, yo, dude. I mean, what, you might see a baby Ben someday. Like, so I don't know. It would I mean, be fa- I would just, I would be fine with like an allusion to it or a reference. Mm-hmm. Uh, some, that is, it's not far removed from where we are in the sequel trilogy. Yeah. It's like, I, what, before? It no, does I, stand to reason that like, you know, if Han and Leia have a baby or whatever, that would be galactic news at this point. Huge you know? news. Like it, <laughs> yeah. It, 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 no, there could right. be easily be a something, a little blurb, you know? Yeah. Interesting. Even like a, his, his parents, I mean, his mom should be getting ready to die. Uh, right. Um, he's like seven when his mom dies. So, and he's about seven-ish, six-ish, yeah. seven-ish at this time point. So like, there's a lot of stuff they can tie in with those guys if they want to. Mm. Do you think okay. we'll see any original characters or planets from season one pop back up in season two? Oh, I know where you're going with this. Anybody? I hope so. Yeah. I, I think Omera is in play. Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, okay. Please. There we go. See, come on. Awesome. I teed you up for that. I would love to know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just want to see the krill farmers again. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to see that. She had a lot going on. I'd be surprised to see her again. Yeah. No, she's going to be good. And I I, I want to see more more gondola uh, astromech droids with the tall legs. It's not enough. My mom was like, it's like a gondola. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I love it. Lava gondola. I love it. So was he like whistling or singing or or something too when he was? Can I tell you (laughs) one of my favorite parts about that is how Grief Karga is like, take us to the flat. Like, it's a lava flow. It only goes one place. <laughs> like, <laughs> right, where are you going to go, dude? Were you going to take a left? I don't know. <laughs> I love uh, the, when they were stuck in that building and he was taking shots, whatever was over there. Did you notice? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's got that hyper blue liquid. 
Yeah, it was that blue stuff from the, not the Sorgan, the whatever they were making on that one planet with Omera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I love it. Uh, so, all right, we got some early thoughts about Mandalorian. Um, where do you think Star Wars goes outside of the Clone Wars? What do you think the future vision is? And obviously, you know, you can go as, as big or as micro as, as you want as, as far as future Star Wars. So I personally don't think we're going to see much of the Skywalkers again, even with Rey. Uh, I, I feel like they've burned that. I would love to see more Finn. Um, I feel mm-hmm. like John Boyega probably would come back. Um, uh, if they don't upon the whole Stormtrooper thing that was introduced in The Last Jedi at some point, in some sort of form of media, I'm going to be very um, especially with, I mean, there was references of it, obviously, in um, The Rise of Skywalker. Um, Zori talks about the kids being kidnapped already and all the kids have been taken. Yeah. So there's definitely, like, I would love to see something about the Stormtroopers and like delving into that. So that's like my pipe dream fantasy um, at some point. Um, personally, I think they're going to focus somewhat on the TV side of things. Yeah. Uh, um, I mean, obviously we have Obi-Wan, we have Cassie and Andor. I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't throw in some other ones, hopefully maybe a female character. Yeah, um, true. True. Yeah. Since we've got three. Yeah. Um, coming up. I mean, that would be cool to see them focusing on that, especially since they're going to need content for Disney Plus if they're going to keep that fresh. Um, as it is, I'm pretty sure they're getting rid of High School Musical. Speaking of Disney, um, I got a <laughs> oh, weird, really? I got a weird, wow. yeah. So I got a weird review um, like request because I'd watched an episode and I guess they they knew, um, and they sent me a weird request one? form. That was the one person um, <laughs> that was asking like my opinions on it and like yeah. if I would like to see it continuing. So like I think Disney Plus is like very very oh. intent on keeping engaging media. Yeah. Yeah. So as popular as Mandalorian was, I could definitely see more television. I also feel like a little bit more control Mm. um, storytelling, um, especially since they have like like more like there's writers' rooms and the story groups um, is a definite future for Star Wars. Anyone guess for the cinematic, you know, experience? I can't wait to see what Ryan Johnson does. I can't wait to see. Isn't like, like this, this supposed to be being a next director for something? Empire back in November had said something yeah. about we'd get the announcement. So sometime this we'll, month, we'll I something. think we're supposed yeah. to find out a director for a project. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. For a movie. Who could it be? Who could it? Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> Isn't he supposed to be doing a Star Trek series and it's like still up in the air? Tarantino? Yes. I would love it. I would love it too. I cannot like, even imagine. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh, How do you make so people bleed like, enough in Star Trek? For, in Star, you just put them all in red shirts. <laughs> oh, that would be crazy. So, yeah, I, I'm excited yeah. to see. What, I, I, well, I think you were yeah. right on the. They need to introduce a female character-driven show. Mm-hmm. Um, the my my favorite outside of Han Solo, my favorite characters are Ray, is Padme, like Ahsoka. All the female like, characters Mara are all the best Jade. ones. Yeah, Mara, Mara Jade, Vassila Sean, like like yes. literally those are those are my favorite characters outside of Han Solo. I mean, really, and Boba Fett, and you know, it's kind of. It would be, I think it would be another missed opportunity. I don't think Disney's, I think they're going to go calculated on their approach. Well, I don't oh, know. Oh, they have I, to. I mean, I, well, 
Maybe. Yeah, who knows, right? Like, who knows? Hey, you would think. So, yeah, it's interesting to think about the future. It's something we talk about all the time um, and kind of see where it goes. But we have to play a game. We have to play a game. Oh, God. Um, yeah, so this is, a, this is your classic word association game. The last person who played it uh, on our show is Dominic Pace, actor from The Mandalorian. Um, and he got, I think, 18 out of the 25. Now there's no right or wrong answer. This is just literally, we want to know the first thing that comes to your mind as we, as we say these, these names. So really it's just one word or something. So I can just get on to the next and kind of see where your brain goes just off the cuff. Okay. And that's where it's fun. I'm so terrified. Um, <laughs> you have, you have I think one, you'll be all right. Yeah, you'll be all right. You'll be all right. So it's just you've you've seen this game before, right? Oh, like yeah. you've seen okay. Let me uh let me pull up some game show music here. <laughs> <laughs> and you you'll have one minute to do this. So oh, you'll God. see how many you get through in one minute. Josh has added some to the list today. Kyle, do you see the list in front of you? Yeah, I'm looking at it. I'm kind of jealous I don't get to play. I have some good ones, but that's all right. <laughs> all right it was so nice of Josh to change into his Vanna White dress. It looks really good. <laughs> it looks great. Yes, of course, of course. So let me see here. I got my music all ready to go. Are you ready to go? I'm as ready as I'm going to be. <laughs> all right. So we're going to start here. And when you hear the music, I'm going to ask the first question. And uh, it'll be a name. And it will be a well-known character in the Star Wars universe. Okay. Here we go. Luke Skywalker. Lightsaber. Princess Leia. Uh, 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 Java. Boba Fett. Uh, Blaster. Lando Calrissian. Dice. Java the Hut. Princess Leia. Pizza the Hut. Pepperoni. <laughs> Ray. Uh, Skywalker. Kylo Ren. Ben Solo. Finn. Uh, Poe. J.J. Abrams. Star Trek. Dave Filoni. <laughs> awesome. John Favreau. Amazing. Cara Dune. Badass. Disney Plus. Amazing. Carl Weathers. Space. C-3PO. <laughs> Red Arm. Din, Jin, oh my God, I messed it up. Din Jaren. Hot. <laughs> Baby Yoda. <laughs> The child. Old Yoda. Backwards. <laughs> Jana. Jason. Empire Strikes Back. Explosions. Rook. Say that again? Rook. Come Chess. on, expanding universe. Yes. <laughs> oh, we almost got there. You almost, yeah, maybe about 10 more to go here. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I had to throw in an EU. I had to throw in an EU. Um, I totally blew it. No, <laughs> it's all good. No, that was good. Hollow yeah. chest. Yeah. Hollow. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Rook. <laughs> no, no, Rook. It's uh, Rook. Thrawn's little like flunky. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. His his assassin. Yeah. He, he didn't say it like Thrawn. He's like Rook. Rook. Yeah, I can't do yeah. the tongue roll thing. So. <laughs> I was like Rook, like. Yeah. A bird? Yeah. No. <laughs> so, no, that's, you know, it's, it's always fascinating to see what comes to mind just first thing, and you're trying to just get it out as fast as possible. I know. I'm like, I'm not good at that. No, it's all good. <laughs> I'm like, it's my fun. brain's like, oh, hey, that word that he just said, that's the word. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. So, um, we're going to head to our last segment here. You're all clear, kid. Now let's blow this thing and go home. 
a fun one. Thank you, Maggie. Uh, thanks for spending time with us on the Star Wars Friends show and uh, giving us your thoughts. I mean, it, it, yeah, man, you are like the perfect person to have conversation with because we don't have similar thoughts, but you can have a real conversation about it. Like, we're mm-hmm. not going to come to fisticuffs about our opinions about Star Wars, and that's what this is all about, is showing that people that have different takes on Star Wars, we all have similar origin stories, and, you know, it's it's okay to have conversation about things. Um and, and you proved once again that, you know, you are a thoughtful, you're a thoughtful fan in the community, um, you know, and, and although you don't necessarily agree with what has come out, you know, you're not, lo- you haven't lost hope. No. And that's a huge thing. So I appreciate you coming on and sharing all those things with us. Um, where can they find you on, on social media? Where can people find Maggie? Uh, so my Twitter is Maggie of the town and my Instagram is the Maggie love it. And that's L O V I T T. Um, and yeah, you can find links to my, uh, website, my reel and all that fun stuff as well. Yeah. Are you working on any projects right now? Currently everything's really quiet. Um, there's an M night Shalman show coming out in a couple weeks. Um, the episode I was, um, like a featured extra in is out in about three weeks, I think. So nice. that's the next thing I'm been. Yeah. Which and is super on- awesome. Is, that's on the Apple uh, yes, platform, Apple right? Yes, Apple Plus. Yeah. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Good for you, yes. man. Like, it's it, that's you. another fun thing. If you guys aren't following her, uh, it's it's really fun to see an actor's journey. Uh, and it really, for me, uh, following along with your story, your your personal story is really cool. So, thank you. Yeah, you do you do share a lot behind the scenes, and that's that's pretty fascinating. So oh, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, well, and don't forget to uh, watch Wonder Woman June fifth. Yeah, that's right. You are also in Wonder Woman, so that is super cool. Um, I uh, those trailers do get me hyped. I'm pretty excited to see that movie. And your boy's in it. Your boy Pedro's in it. Yeah. Super cool. (laughs) Very cool. Well, thank you, Maggie. Um, If you guys are just listening, um, hopefully you enjoyed the show as well. You can interact with us at Star Wars Friends on social media. That's at SW Friends Show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Email us at show at StarWarsFriends.com. If you want to tell me how wrong I am for all my thoughts on The Rise of Skywalker, you can hit me up at No One Is Chris. Where can they find you guys at? I'm Josh, and if you want to tell me how wrong Chris is, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Battle of Taneb. This is Kyle, and I probably tell Chris he's wrong for enough for everybody. So uh, at KB underscore legend on Twitter, and you can agree with me. Yeah. <laughs> I even get it in our personal text thread. It's crazy. So it's all good. It's all good. It's all love in the Star you, Wars community. Yeah, it's all love here. So thank you again, Maggie. This is a fantastic show. Thanks for sharing thank everything you. with us. And yeah, uh, we, coming. yeah, have a great new year. Have a ha- happy, healthy 2020. We're in the, the, the new decade, man. This is crazy. So this is our first show of the decade, guys. Roaring 20s. Here we come. Yeah. Thanks for helping us roll it in. So, all right, everybody. I hope that you have a great, uh, great day as well. And thanks for listening to Star Wars, friends. May the Force be with you. Always. Thanks, guys. (laughs) 